God, I am thankful that what we were just discussing is uh, behind the show wall. Spags, you have me frazzled before we even start the show. Well, the good news, Pete, is we're going to recenter ourselves because you guys need to hang out with us and do one more big board draft over an underdog. The rookies are flying off the shelves. So we're going to cram that in today. And yeah, more QB drama. Kyler Murray, full statements. He just wants a new contract. We're going to talk about that one and who knows what else right after this intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I'm Chris Spags, joined by your friend and mine, Pete Overzet. Pete, our last of two shows before we go on our little Splash Play spring break. How are you feeling? Yeah, uh, I'm feeling good. You did say, are we not? Are we going to do a big board draft on Wednesday, too? No, no, or... we are. We are. I mean, but our last two drafts is what we're going to have here. <laughs> yes, I just want the people, you know, hanging on a thread, thinking they're not going to get two drafts from us this week oh. to know, rest assured, we will also draft on Wednesday, although it could be close. Uh, big board right now, 25,600 entrance, does cap at 28,200. Um, and this is not, I, I will just say this. Little alpha leak. Uh, I might have heard what's what's coming next uh, from Underdog here, and uh, I'm very excited about it. And I think the people are going to be very excited. Yeah, I, I also a little birdie caught up with me over DM too <laughs> over the weekend because uh, we put out our, our Football Outsiders FO40 and Fantasy 40. They're out now. If you go to the Football Outsiders site or just go to footballoutsiders.com/fo40, you'll get there, which is our our draft board of both real life prospects and fantasy prospects. And I think Underdog Pete was surprised by the amount of people that came in that were ready to do a rookies and and also you know obviously main players as well draft at this point of the year. And I think we've talked about on the show a few times. Like it's exciting. It's exciting to me. That this many people are willing to do a best ball draft with literally seven months till the season starts. Yeah. I, uh, I, I got so hooked because I, and I knew this would happen where we draft them on stream, but I never went down too hard down the rabbit hole of just filling up every second of my free time drafting these. But, uh, I did a throwback that I hadn't done since last best ball season, which is what I call the Stairmaster draft, where I go to the gym and I draft a best ball team while on the Stairmaster. Uh, although I had complained about the extra two rounds, uh, I'm complaining about them even more after doing my Stairmaster draft. I was ready to call it quits after 18 rounds, had to press on. Um, so yes, uh, did a Stairmaster draft and uh, I'm obsessed with these. I need to get a few more in before it fills. Yeah, so go get over there now. Use the promo code SPLASH if you want to double your deposit up to $100 over an underdog. And it's just worth doing now if you can get into this big board tournament. Uh, some of the other stuff they're going to be doing here. Of course, we're going to be here with you guys as much as we possibly can. Give you the information both uh, from sites that we work with like Football Outsiders and Run the Sims and all those. As well as sites out there that we're just researching, combing for data and doing the best we can. So hang out with us. Do some drafts over an underdog with that promo code SPLASH. And, and hang out on this channel, Peach Channel, and of course the Splash Play channel. If you are watching on either as well, make sure you subscribe and hit the like button. You can also go over to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. Uh, some of the deals on there, the other 99 cents a week deal, that's gone away, but you can still get access to all of the great data we're putting out out there uh, for a year-long package. There's going to be some stuff coming for the USFL, stuff coming for NFL season as well. So go check it out, footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. Before we talk about Kyler Murray, Pete, I feel like we have to give a quick plug, and I don't know if you have the link in front of you. I'm putting you on the spot, but our guy Paul uh, was on the show a couple yeah. 
couple months back, uh, did our low ball contest and was really a last minute guy joining us on that one. So we really much, uh, very much appreciated having him on the show and being a gamer, bringing a great attitude. Uh, Paul's going through some heart issues. So I saw Pete, uh, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll let pull back the curtain in a second here, but go check out Paul's GoFundMe. Um, we're going to drop the link. I think if we could do it in the YouTube description too, Pete, I think that'd be good. Uh, but yeah. let's do that. I'll put it in the podcast description if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. But go give Paul a little bit of love. Uh, he's out of work for a while. He's you know certainly um, having a, a tough time with his recuperation. But supposedly uh, on the up and up and should be there uh, back to work hopefully for the next month and a half. But uh, he's one of ours, Pete. So we got to show a little love for Paul, especially as he actually did the show for us and we needed him to do it. Yeah, uh, was sad to hear about this. So yeah, if you guys uh, have it within your means to uh, toss a little Paul's way as he um, recovers from open heart surgery, I know he would uh, greatly appreciate it. He loves the show. Uh, he loves hanging out in the chat with all you guys and uh, definitely don't like seeing him in this state and uh, wish him all the best in his recovery. And shout out to Nolan over at Osmo. Apparently he did retweet it when I retweeted Paul's thing and gave a little money too. So that's, you know, look, that's the community banding together. And that's what we're trying to do here on Splash Play. Now here's what I'm going to throw in and pull back the curtain a little bit, Pete. I was ready to throw Paul a quick little 50 bucks and then saw one Peter Rovers that had beaten me to this and dropped a hundred. And I was like, oh, I now can't get doubled up by Pete. So Paul <laughs> basically doubled his donation for me just because I couldn't get one up by it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Now I wish you would have given 50 first so I could have came over the top and that really made you feel shitty. Because then the question is, do you go back and do you do another 50 in that case, Spags, or do you just let it ha happen? I think I would just have to go like Pete's more magnanimous than me. I've got a baby coming. Who knows? But instead I was like, sorry, Luca doesn't need diapers. Paul's got, <laughs> we need to give Paul a little bit of the money. Uh, but yeah, I, I had to match you once I saw it on there. And it was literally, I think you donated the second I had pulled it up. Well, good. I always like putting the heat on Spags. So yeah, go check out Paul's GoFundMe. Give him a little love. And shout out to Paul here being in the chat. And we wish him a speedy recovery. And uh, for all of you guys as well, if you're ever in similar straits, you know, certainly don't want to make this a regular thing, but we are here for our community as much as you guys are here for us. So uh, please go support each other and go check out Paul's GoFundMe now. And also, uh, Pete, let's talk about Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray needs our support too, because he's got a very long statement that I don't want to really read out loud, but the gist of it coming from his agent, Eric Burkhart, came out today uh, via Adam Schefter's Twitter handle. <laughs> GA saying if I read Kyler's statement, he might fall asleep. I feel like that's almost daring us to do it, Pete. I know. I I I'm just gonna let you know, GA. We had no intention of reading this entire thing. And now I want to do nothing more than to read the entire thing. And that's what we're gonna do right now, Spags. Do you want to go? Do you have it open too? Do you want to do we yeah. want to split the paragraphs? Okay, I think so. we should split it up. Um kind of do some stage directions here. Um, what do you think uh as far as splitting it up? Um, I think we can go like I'll read the first paragraph in his bullet points. You could take the long second paragraph. I'll take the long one after that. Have a, I'll I'll read the the long paragraphs as if they are um, all the fine print at the end of an advertisement. Batteries not included. <laughs> all right, so let's start it out here. A statement from Kyler's agent Eric Burkhart is a line up top. Kyler wants to be direct with loyal Arizona Cardinals fans and the great community of the Valley and stating his two very important goals and objectives. One, he absolutely wants to be the long-term QB. Two, he desperately wants to win the Super Bowl. Achieving both goals will take incredible commitment from himself and the entire organization. 
Despite all of Kyler's energy, being focused on the future, he is very proud of the franchise's extreme turnaround and competitiveness and success since his arrival. Alongside his teammates and coaches, a successful and valuable foundation for the organization has been built. The team and Kyler's individual three-year track record and undisputed and increasingly positive results while under the extremely challenging circumstances of walking into a three-win team with the last-ranked offense in the toughest division in football speaks for itself. The Cardinals are the only franchise in the NFL to have improved by three or more wins in each of the last three seasons. Kyler was tasked with stepping into a tough situation and named the starter of day one of his arrival. He has delivered and exceeded all reasonable expectations along the way in winning NFL offense of rookie of the year followed by back-to-back Pro Bowls in the ultra-competitive NQB loaded NFC. Looking ahead, Kyler believes that in order to constantly compete for championships and ultimately deliver the Valley their first Super Bowl in 33-plus years, there needs to be long-term stability for both the organization and himself. To overly communicate Kyler's desire to be the Cardinals' long-term QB, we sent a detailed contract proposal to the organization. It was important to Kyler that his proposal reflected all of the following. Provides financial protection, is in line with the current QB market that compares his results alongside relevant comps, lowers his 2022-2023 salary cap number to allow the Cardinals to re-sign other deserving teams teammates and add additional free agency and most importantly represents a real commitment from the organization to see if their ultimate goals align with his two above consistently competing for championships and Kyler being their QB. Actions speak much louder than words in this volatile business. It is now simply up to the Cardinals to decide if they prioritize their rapidly improving 24-year-old already 2X Pro Bowl QB who led the organization from three wins before his arrival to 11 wins and their first playoff appearance in five years. Or rather, if they choose to financially prioritize committing to other areas and continuing to uh, merely talk about addressing Kyler long-term's future as their QB. Unfortunately, every player, coach, and executive in the NFL knows or should know that words and hypothetical contractual promises are regularly dismissed and fleeting in this business. Kyler remains hopeful that the organization chooses to commit so that he can continue leading the Cardinals to further success and value for many years to come. K7. Fucking Kyler. Uh, we talked about it on Friday. The social media histrionics of the QBs. This is a full negotiation on display, Pete. This is not thinly veiled. This is pulling back the curtain as well as much as these guys can. Pro or con? That's the question I'll ask to start. I mean, this is awful. Like, it, it's so passive aggressive. It's petty. It's it's not even well written. I mean, just reading that out loud, like when I wrote this up for the newsletter, I didn't even read the thing. I just took what the takeaway was, which was an ultimatum uh, to get this contract extension done. But this is just all such baby bullshit. This seems like, um, I don't know, some girl who's like upset at her friend um and is writing this letter to i mean i just i can't with this bags it's one of those things where it really does it like you know look i like to relate to players on a human level i do like when they let us see who they really are here and there and this is not kyler himself writing it this is his agent doing it but it really feels like one of those emails you would send in like your early 20s where you're like going through a bad breakup you're like listen i just want to get some things off my chest and here they are and then it ends up spiraling out of control and being perceived the wrong way or whatever the case may be a text message um like i just feel like it's one of these things where keep it behind closed doors maybe have a nice conversation about it we get kyler wants to get paid i think they have to pay Kyler, or he could theoretically go to baseball if it's around, uh, but he actually has a little more leverage than most guys do in the spot. But at the end of the day, Pete, they're going to pay Kyler. Somebody's going to pay Kyler. I just don't see the need for uh, how many words do we think this is? Probably a 1,500-word statement? Um, I don't think it's 1,500 words. I think it's probably it feels like 1,500 words. <laughs> it does feel like 1,500 <laughs> words. And some of those, like, that was the longest run-on sentence ever. They're like, these are the values that are important to us. Um, Yeah, it just is you like you expect the agent to be the one to kind of clean up Kyler's mess, you know, with the whole Instagram and all of this. And then it was like, they sat together. Do you think they got in a room and they're like, let's work on this statement together. And like eight hours later, they're like, it's ready. 
for the people. Yeah, don't forget to mention the three wins thing again one more time. Just to be clear. <laughs> and look, I get I get it. If you're Kyler and you feel like they threw you under the bus a little bit, left you holding the bag on the playoff performance, people in the YouTube chat also saying how'd that playoff game go for Kyler. I get it. But I do think at a certain point, it's like, you know, you're going to get paid. You know, it's going to happen. This is the first chance he's going to get to renegotiate uh, that rookie deal. And the Cardinals, you know, I, I guess I could get the frustration if the owner's going out publicly and saying, we want Kyler here, we're proving it. They're not willing to back the Brinks truck up. Like he, uh, should he be the highest paid QB in the league right now? Probably not, but relative to age, the results he's gotten, like just pay Kyler and then, I don't know, like it's not the NBA. He can't force his way out as easily. So I just feel like at this point, they're going to give him the bag, just do it and let them spare us all having to read these out loud on our podcast. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's obviously not a new thing for players to want security and they get that via these contract extensions. That's not a surprise, but the tone, like if you read this as a blind item and you didn't know it was about Kyler Murray, you would think it was about like a mid to like lower mid tier quarterback in the league. It's like the lady doth protest too much. Like everyone knows that Kyler Murray is talent wise a top quarterback in this league, but reading this letter, you'd think they're arguing for like Brandon Whedon to get an extension. It's like, come on, just let his, you know, talent profile speak for itself. And because of that talent profile, he'll get away with this. He'll get what he wants and everybody will forget about it ultimately. But as Josh points out, Joshua Frick, one of our regulars points out in the chat, the Ross and Rachel from friends reference there. Uh, certainly the long letter going to be a way to explain it. And, uh, you know, Kyler and the Cardinals not currently on a break. They are, in fact, actively together. So that's why um, he's going to get paid. It's going to be fine. But at the end of the day, uh, if you're a Cardinals fan, boy, the, the idea of Colt McCoy throwing passes and not even Christian Kirk, Colt McCoy throwing passes to Antoine Wesley next year doesn't feel great, I got to think. It does not. Uh, Joshua says Pete needs to write a letter like this to LaVisca. Joke's on you, Josh. I uh, I head to the Atlantic Ocean every Monday morning. I write a letter on a scroll. I roll it up. I put it in a little bottle, and I roll it up to see and hope that it makes its way down to Jacksonville. I write letters to LaVisca written entirely out of letters cut out of other periodicals and newspapers and magazines, and I send it to him and go like, keep being bad, LaVisca. It makes for a great bit. <laughs> That sounds like a ransom note, Specs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we are with LaVisca at this point. Uh, Pete, any other news for you out there? The USFL, I've talked about on Football Outsiders. We're covering it a little bit more on there. Uh, our, our TikTok, our Splash Play Pod TikTok, if you want to get in now on the ground floor of something good, uh, you should be following the at Chris Specs TikTok as well. You should follow at Splash Play Pod because, Pete, we are now, I think, seemingly officially only covering the USFL on our Splash Play Pod TikTok. Uh, I think that's fine. I think that is a good lane for us. Although when I went to post that video, Spags is referencing when we were looking at Larry Fedora, AKA Larry Visor. Um, uh, my guy Zenon made a clip for us on that, that we posted, but I was searching to tag USFL to see if there was an official USFL TikTok account. There isn't, but there are already some fan accounts out there, Spags. And there's some kid out there can't be, you know, much older than 24 years old who's already grinding the USFL TikTok beat. So we are, we do have some competition here. I could pull it up if I can find this kid. Uh, did you also see, and actually I know Pete saw this, but over on my account over the weekend, I'm just fully doing TikToks. I was up watching them a little bit too late on Friday. So I posted one the next morning using a meme format. I got to say, I know I'm late to it, Pete. You're doing this bit years ago. I really like TikTok. I think TikTok's really grown on me in a meaningful way. Uh, yeah, it can be addicting. Everyone goes through their TikTok face. Uh, uh, here, here's our competition. Here's our okay. competition. So I've what seen a lot of videos on TikTok of people, uh, who post sport videos saying that they're going to get banned, uh, sometime in March with the new, uh, TikTok guidelines. And I, so I looked into it and, uh, we're not getting banned. 
It's just um, if we include. I'm not fucking leaving. Those that are <laughs> in our in our video, where we won't show up on the for you page. So for me, in a video like this, where it's just me talking, which I've made a few of and they've done really well, so I'm going to continue to make those kind of videos. You'll still see them on your for you page, even though they're sport related. Uh, right, I want I want to get some of his actual. Uh, here we go. So. With the 14th overall pick of the 1983 draft, the Buffalo Bills. This is very Jamie pertinent Kelly, to the season. But he wasn't interested in playing for the Bills, and he went and he signed a contract with the Houston Gamblers of the United States Football League. Played three years in the USFL, through for. 10- All right, now I need I need some fresh content here, kid. The bar for content, as I've said on the show a few times, Pete and I have been talking about it a lot. The bar for content on TikTok about as low as the floor as it could possibly be right now. Here we. I'm trying to see how he's how he's crushing here. USFL overview. Yeah, what the uh, USFL season going to look like this year? I thought I'd give you a little bit of an overview. So it was founded in 1983. Money's not going to be an issue this year because Fox Sports owns it and they've pledged 200 million. This is why I can't do TikTok. This is how you get views. Just read I mean, Wikipedia pages. Uh, why? I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to read the Kyler Murray statement on TikTok. <laughs> I that's the thing though that like I've been had pointed out to me by a lot of people out there including my partner who I mentioned Alex we're due any day now uh, but she still does work in social media on a day-to-day basis and she was telling me there's a very popular TikTok page that's just a girl reading like the Reddit am I the asshole posts and then given like a like a oh oh like a <laughs> reaction and she's got millions of followers and that's just what it is there it's like basically the equivalent of when you were doing a blog back in the day like if yeah. you did a buzzfeed listicle when blogs were first popping off people would be like whoa this guy's out doing something crazy and you could just do anything on tiktok and as long as it fits a meme format or it's vaguely useful somebody out there will gravitate towards it have i ever told you about my first uh blogging experience that was actually uh very successful because it was just uh when blogs were starting up so in college my sophomore year so it would have been fall of 2006 my buddies and i started a music blog by the end of the semester bands and labels were sending us demos and records to review on the music blog and then i went and studied abroad and the the blog died but it, it goes to your point and like i was not i was in no um no way qualified to be talking about music or writing authoritatively about it. But if you started a blog spot back then and posted with some consistency, you would get noticed fairly quickly. You like, I would say to anybody out there, I know we do have a good amount of people who are trying to do their own YouTube channels, trying to do their own shows out there. There's a lot of people, the fantasy football community overall doing that, make a TikTok, get good SEO on it, take angles that are evergreen. Like you're going to get a shot to do something useful. There's still enough ground because the sports betting TikToks, fantasy football TikToks are all really weak right now. And that's the one thing I would impart to anybody out there, including basically saying it out loud for Pete myself to remind us that we can't, we can't back down now. We have to be the TikTok boys. I was going to say the guy with 16 followers on tiktok is giving tiktok advice right now 300 to 500 views a video pete in my bets only one loss so far in my tiktok bets willis is cashing them left and right <laughs> i no, i spags i i actually meant to ask you this because mm-hmm. the way like in the discord you can have you can create roles and if we created a spags whale play role uh would you would you tag people who wanted that role when you make a a post as long as they're willing to accept the fact that I'm not touting winners here, I'm touting a process that works every day that's allowed me to 8x my money on Foxbet, Pete. And that's <laughs> like I'm not even shilling right now. I just hate the idea of giving picks and like not having my full ass behind them. And that's basically the way I'm betting right now. It's a tremendous success. 
Um, I think we're going to have to get you. Uh, let me know in the chat. Would you guys like in the Deposit Kingdom Discord within the Splash Play channel if you could um, request a role and you get notified when Spags put out a whale play? If there's interest for it, I'll make it happen despite being a little concerned about how much it could go to Spags's head. <laughs> Look, I'll do it. I'll do it. If that's what the people want, that's what they demand, much like this big board draft, then they're going to get it. Hopefully, people watching the stream are joining us in this big board draft on Underdog and use that promo code SPLASH if you haven't yet to double your deposit uh, for new users only over at Underdog. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, but yeah, Pete, look, the whale play has been crushing, man. Like I, I was actually thinking because Fox is limiting me pretty bad. I had to make a TikTok about how I get around it. I took um like an over one thirty seven and a one thirty seven and a half on the over the weekend because I just like that's the way I can get to five hundred dollars worth of value on a bet. Um, it's it's thorny out there, man. Sports books really do try their best to fuck you the second you show any sort of competency. Yeah, you know that's why that's why you got to flesh out your sports betting syndicate. Um, you know, really spread your bets around, throw them off the scent, use some, you know, mules to make some of your bets for you, Spags. You got to really think through all this. Yeah, me and my boy Rufus Peabody, we're going to make a cartel of betters and we're all going to get <laughs> together and I'm going to give them, yeah, take the Occidental over 137 line. It's looking real, <laughs> they would laugh me out of the room, I think. Pretty soon you will be streaming from your Montana, you know, ski chalet, just like Rufus uh, hopped on Lulz the other night. No, or more likely, I actually we didn't talk about this on the show yet. Uh, Spags not taking paternity leave to start out. I'm actually going to push my paternity leave till the summertime when Alex is take is uh, her maternity is ending. And um, you are going to on this show in the coming weeks, you are going to find the most delirious version of BU have ever seen. I will tell you that much. Well, we are. We should mention to people we are going to be. Uh, we're going to squeeze in a show on Wednesday, but then I am going to be gone uh, for what would otherwise end up being, I think, three shows. Mm -hmm. um, so. You know, soak up all the splash play you can now. All right, Spags. So McCaffrey, Cup, and Taylor go off the board, which has been kind of the consensus top three. Who do you like here? Um, Not Derrick Henry. Uh, we've taken – let's go Justin Jefferson. Why not? Yeah, I like mixing it up. What have, what have our starts been? We've done the – we've, we've done, done Devontae, the Tyree. We've done Dalvin, I think, at one point. Oh, you're right. I took uh, the my Stairmaster draft uh, yesterday. I was at this same spot at 104, and uh, I took um, I took Jamar Chase, hmm. um, just really? to, with that with that same idea in mind of just kind of uh, mixing it up a bit. But that's what we've talked about, though, and I think that's where you know the diversifying best ball stuff that we you know has been a, a buzzworthy conversation around the industry lately. Like, if you're just drafting another alpha receiver who's going to take a jump, like to me, that's smart diversification. Whereas if you took, I don't know, Josh Jacobs at the 104, like that would probably be a bad choice, right? And I think when I look at these five wide receivers who are first off the board here, I, I do think you can make a case for any of them to go first overall for the wide receivers. Like, I don't think there's, um, you know, huge, you, you could, you know, quabble and have uh, quibble, quabble, quibble. You could quibble and have different tier breaks within this. But to me, I, I view these guys as part of a similar tier right now. So I, I don't mind mixing and matching your, your flavor there. And you could quibble until you squabble. I think that's what you're really, that's where we were yeah. close to. <laughs> but I will never quibble until I wordle because I will never wordle. <laughs> I missed actually Wordle yesterday um, because it was my last. It was my last mimosa day that I was allowed, Pete, because of obviously needing to be sober enough to drive to the hospital in case uh, somebody goes on a labor prematurely. And um, I didn't play Wordle yesterday, and that was the first one I had missed in uh, like I think a month, and it made me feel pretty bad. Yeah, good. I and I keep seeing all these Wordle de uh, derivatives mm -hmm. coming up. Um, so I mean, 
it's it's out of control. There was some NBA one. I've seen there's a loodle for, you know, uh, bad words. Saucy uh, language. Yeah. Saucy language. It's it's out of control. I think that's when you could tell something's officially jumped the shark. Like besides just selling to the New York Times, like I think it's a perfectly fine product that I'm sure will be valuable for them in the coming years relative to whatever else they're doing. But like I'm not going to play Purtle, which is the uh, the NBA one Pete's talking about. I'm not going to play Loodle. I'm not going to do the math one. The math one actually I tried once and was like, what the fuck is going on here? And I immediately was <laughs> out on that one. It's Wordle or Bust for me, and it's probably not going to be Wordle or Bust for very much longer. That's one of the things, Spags, when kind of people ask uh, about you to me and I say he's he's really loyal to his wordle platform and yeah are there lots of distractions are there lots of you know sirens beaconing you know him across the water yes but he stays strong to the one and only wordle GA007 saying the math one is easy. I could tell you it was not easy for me because I couldn't even figure out how to cram a formula into the space and it just threw me off and I was like well I guess I guess that's the end of that one. <laughs> so that <laughs> one went for me. Um, all right, we're going to be on the clock here. I would say the three names that are interesting to me would be, I don't know, Lamb, Chubb, or Higgins. I like Higgins because we didn't go chase. Let's do it. So this is what we've talked about in a few shows here where I like if you're making the stand, really doubling down on that stand and, and leveraging against it, some could say. And I think that's what we're doing with T. Higgins there where we didn't take Jamar. We took Justin and said, uh, I'm, I'm on a first name basis with all these guys now. And uh, with T. Higgins there, it's like you're basically saying Jamar Chase comes back down to earth or T. Higgins makes a bigger jump. Maybe Chase gets hurt or something like that's how Higgins could be like a really high value guy, even though taking Higgins in the second round does feel a little bit lofty. It is, but I also, I mean, I do agree with you that there are paths to him having a monster season if something were to happen to Chase. But I, I think, I think both Chase and Higgins can pay off their ADPs, um, even if both stay healthy. I mean, you're really you get another leap from Burrow. You get the offensive line gets a little bit better, um, and they kind of stay as pass happy over expectation as they were down the stretch through the playoffs. Like I don't, I don't think it's that absurd, and I think they both have the talent to to kind of deliver on that so i'm i'm not i'm not too worried about it no i think that's fair i also like that we like he didn't take t higgins now and now he's got no shot on a bengal stack that makes you know the most amount of sense so i think we you know, got a little sabotage in there we got some leverage all the stuff i look for i would have been happy with andrews there at three four um what do you like here i, I don't mind uh grabbing waller, waller. Yeah. um i'm in on waller Let's do Waller. I think he's the one Raiders fundamental piece we haven't taken yet. So that's, again, another thing with diversifying here where we've taken Hunter Renfro. We've taken Josh Jacobs in drafts. If we take Waller here, like, and again, using the same things we talked about, that Josh McDaniels offense, it certainly loves a good tight end. Uh, maybe this is Waller's biggest year yet, and it comes after a year that uh, people are probably a little bit down on him because he didn't really perform like that, that lock it in every week tight end. One guy whose ADP that I've noticed uh, is all over the places. I'm pretty sure I got Kyle Pitts towards the... Nick might be able to remind me from yesterday, but it was either the late third or early fourth where Pitts fell all the way to me. Um, or maybe maybe it was mid-third. Um, but still, I, I feel like I've seen him go late second. I've seen him slip. Um, he kind of dances around um, the kind of Mark Andrews and Darren Waller area. It seems like we haven't had that tight end tier itself kind of solidify uh, an order. Yeah, and Pitts, uh, Pitts to me feels like appropriately valued, like he should be one of the top four, but I think 
he de- he definitely has to go behind Kelsey, I would say. And you could probably make the case he could go after Andrews, but then you know a lot of his production came with Huntley as the QB. I, I feel like Pitts to me, like he's drafted right around where he should be. But if he went after any of these guys, like I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah, yeah, it, it is just that's. I think the fun thing, the most fun thing about these drafts is just knowing how much this ADP is going to change after the draft um, in free agency as well. Uh, but if there were ever a time to kind of go and get your guys, uh, it does feel like, uh, it's now. Yep. I'm, I'm fully on board with that. And I, I like our construction here to start two two receivers, one tight end. So we could go running back now as our anchor, or we can, I feel like we've been doing a good amount of the, the not super early, but decently early anchor running back. Yeah. I found myself doing a lot of, um, like round three or round four anchor running backs, just because Aaron Jones has been an extreme value. Um, he does go here at pick four one. I've seen him slide all the way to the mid to the late fourth, which just seems crazy to me yesterday in the fourth round, I took JK Dobbins. Um, and I'm very happy with him there. Uh, you know, before he got injured, I mean, he was going, you know, early to mid third in a lot of drafts and, uh, I don't really have any concerns about his, you know, long-term injury outlook. I think he's a great fit in that offense and what they want to do. I think he's really talented. Um, so he's a guy I don't mind building around as a, as an anchor guy either. And then didn't we, did we take Josh Jacobs in our draft last yep. time too? Like I still yeah, think he's a pretty nice value there. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't, if he's there for us this time around, like I wouldn't hate taking him, but I feel like it, cause we did just draft him on Friday, like mentally, I think we probably shouldn't, but we could really get a lot of this Raiders offense. If we are believers, I'm loathe to give him a compliment, but I do love this start for our, our guy Fritzy here, Adams, AJ Brown, cam Akers, anchor detour in the third, and then George Kittle. That's just extreme value on Kittle, uh, in the mid fourth. So I, I like that construction a lot. So we did get Cam in the fourth in that last draft. Cam's, I think, the most volatile guy I've seen in the drafts we've been doing, where I feel like he goes early, he goes sometimes like fourth, like almost on the fifth sometimes. Like he's all over the place. Yeah. So I, mm. I do like uh, Dobbins here. Do you have anyone else that's really interesting to you? Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind skipping running back for now. I would say Dobbins or Jacobs, but we never I don't, take I don't Dobbins. Mind, I, don't, uh, I don't mind skipping running back. Uh, running back. I just don't necessarily have a wide receiver like really jumping out to me here. Let's take Dobbins. I, I feel like, I mean, unless you wanted to go Lamar, but I don't think we need to go Lamar. No, but I don't. I don't mind um, waiting to see if Lamar. You know, he's been going more mid fifth, and so if Lamar is here for us at our next pick, um, I'm definitely open to taking him there. Yeah, I feel like I like the idea that we've talked about before of taking a Gus Edwards or just somebody else at running back instead of Dobbins because you're say, you're paying a pretty steep price tag on Dobbins given that he barely played last year and certainly the the depth chart can move around a little bit from what it looked like in the beginning part of the year. But I feel like just again based on drafting out of type and how we've drafted so far, I feel like getting one share of Dobbins might not be the the worst idea. Yeah, and uh, yeah, to confirm the. Aaron Jones slide. Nick said he got him in the fifth earlier. Devin says he got him at pick 56. So yeah, that's just nothing has, nothing has really changed in my mind. I know there's uncertainty with Rogers, but I, obviously there could be a downgrade at quarterback there, but I I have no problem with Aaron Jones at those prices. We are on the clock. Um, Lamar does go. Renfro is there. We could get the, the full Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit ahead on ADP, but not even. Um, I wouldn't mind Gabe either if we want to take him and then 
try to get Let, Renfro on the way back? Let's just do Renfro first okay. because his ADP is a little higher and we can now lock in Carr as either our QB2 or QB3. Oh, how much do we think Kyler's going to fall based off of the, the fact that social media thing happened today? Like he's already been coming down a little bit because of the weirdness around him. I think our I think our chat room is is too smart, our draft room to uh to ding Kyler too much. Do you think he makes it back to us? Um no. I feel like if he does, we we have to pull the trigger on it, especially after forcing everybody to read that statement out loud. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of surprised that uh Welshier here took um Herbert over Dak after making a bet on Amari and CD. To me, that seems um peculiar well that's like what we talked about where like doubling down your take where you don't take jamar so you take t higgins in the hopes that something you know just whatever doesn't work out the way that the person who took jamar so high is going like you're you're saying cd is going to be good enough to be worth a second round pick so theoretically like dak should rise with that tide so like go all in on the stance or don't take the stance right yeah and i i mean yeah to me it's like once you've made a bet on lamb and amari like for those guys to pay off those ADPs, like you're saying, Dak is going to have to have a really big year. Uh, and so leaning into that correlation makes a ton of sense. Um, and he might be able to get both. Um, I believe in my draft yesterday, I did take both of those. Coincidentally, I took Dak and Herbert. Um, so maybe he's counting on uh, Dak making it back to him, but also seems like a little bit unnecessary of a gamble within a, a flat tier, I would say. <laughs> D Turk is apparently in our draft again. And after we stole Rondale more from him last time, or I think we stole one of the Cardinals receivers from him. He says, if we take Kyler, he's going to take Rondale from us and we'll be stuck with Antoine Wesley. So we are now paying for our hubris in previous drafts. <laughs> well, don't worry. Uh, Shea bones uh, grabbed oh. Kyler there. So there um, what, what team is D Turk? Um, I don't know. I, he was in the other one and I don't recall what he was in that one. I either. assume he's, is he Shea bones? Is that you? Did, did you get your guy? Because he must have been after us, I would think, if we if he was worried about taking Kyler. All right, Corbin, we're on to you, buddy. Um, but I do think you're playing with fire there a little bit. Um, you gotta you gotta sweat a decent amount of teams that still need quarterback. Although I do get the thought on his bet that if you have Lamb and Amari, you know who who's going to reach for Dak. The problem is, is people just like getting their elite quarterbacks here and you have no more coverage now that kyler is gone uh d turk is big papa he's going full bill stack or he's trying to go full bill stack okay. so if anybody wants to take a gabriel davis to fuck him up <laughs> feel if you're if you're in this draft and ahead of a big papa feel free to go ahead and take uh, one of the bills receivers right now that's right if everyone gets to see our strategies in real time and and snake us we get to blow up your spot as well oh and somebody did do it there we go <laughs> poor d turk <laughs> you can never make your intentions known. You have to let us be the minus EV part of the draft. If you let anything know, we're going to ruin it for you to, just out of spite. That's right. This is the thing. Everyone's like, hey, review my team, sauce my team. And it's like, we'll review it in real time so people know exactly what you're trying to do. <laughs> uh, it's so much fun. I mean, we talk about a lot of these. And like, again, it, it sounds like it's just we're doing ad promo or whatever. This is one of the highlights of my week. Just going to sit back, talk about the draft. We have people in the, in the chat doing it like, um, I think, you know, these particular drafts are going to be so isolated because they're going to be done before even we get combine results probably. But I feel like these drafts have been so luxurious, so nice and really get you in the headspace where by the time, you know, best ball mania is out, all the big ones are out. Like, I feel like we're going to be in a pretty good, well-honed place to really deploy a lot of lineups at that point. 
I like everyone always comes out of the chat woodwork here. Who else can we smoke out? Is RT Cruels from the 101? Are you in the chat here? We know Debo is. We know Corbin is. Who's uh raised T77? Jonathan is in the Discord, uh, but he didn't even realize that this was this draft was being streamed. We got Fritzy in the chat. We got Willis. We got Shea Bones. Who's who's Big Papa? Do we know who Big Papa? Uh, Big, Big Papa's D Turk. Okay, that's D Turk. And then who is uh Harab? That I don't know. He's the mystery okay. man. All right, announce yourselves. Or maybe the mystery okay. woman. We don't know. We are uh, back on the clock here. Man, I have not been drafting Elijah Mitchell. I also don't mind getting a share here, like 15 or 16. Why not just Thielen after. at this point? People don't want to take Thielen. Because, we Thielen, have because Thielen's been falling even further than that. He's ADP 75. Oh, time, time. Time's coming. I'm going to grab a share of right. Eli Mitchell. I, I haven't touched him in these drafts, but I'll take the near... Uh, two round, what round and a half discount on him. I just like that. We, uh, so like if Thielen doesn't come back, so someone would be pretty bummed because I do think that we would be in pretty nice spots with the Vikings and Raider stacks, because these are both teams that have made changes at coach over the off season teams that should be more valuable. And you have pretty clear cut, you know, target trees for right now, at least. No, I'm, I'm completely with you. I just, I think Thielen has, he's been falling super far in these drafts and, the only reason he's at the top of our queue right now is because Leone has an aggressive ranking on him. Mm-hmm. So generally I don't mind um, waiting a little bit more on him. Of course, now that we really talked it through, we'll probably get sniped, but TTP trust the process. Especially after we made clear our stance about screwing everybody else over. I think that's gonna hurt our chances of Thielen coming back, but I'll be um, so, I'll be so disappointed if I don't get Adam Thielen. No, but it, it does make sense in the context of uh, this double stack. Yeah, and he makes more sense for us than he does any other team, which now means it's up to see Welshier. What are they going to do? Corbin. <laughs> oh, he, Corbin's in the chat, too. Corbin, don't do it. Don't. don't Spags, Spags needs his old. Please. I do. Yeah. I he did it. Oh. oh, fuck you, Corbin. Fuck you. We let you get your Dak Prescott, and then you take Adam Thielen from us. You piece Chaos of shit. Chaos is a ladder. Chaos God. is a ladder. <laughs> uh, who do you want? Oh, I, fucking How about, let, let's take Claypool. How about? All right, sure. Yeah, I think that's better than banking on Woods. Oh, There's man. nobody I'm... here at quarterback I really want right now. I don't like the running backs. We can wait on tight end. I like Claypool. Oh, this really was a reap what you sowed draft. We could have had a nice little clean stack, and now now we don't. You, you wanted the clean double stack? Yeah, like a nice clean Vikings Raiders two teams hey! I just think are undervalued. Like I'm going to oh. tell you, I'm going to give you two words, Spags. Two words mm. to keep your dream alive. KJ Osborne. I do like KJ Osborne. Yeah. <laughs> you know I do like KJ Osborne. Yes. Oh man, bastards. <laughs> Honestly, though, I do think this is like a testament to our growth. Is like if there's a day where every you know every time we're doing a draft, if everybody in the draft is like either in our audience or like adjacent to our audience, I'll have know that we've truly have made it as as a show overall. Wow. Set a higher set a higher bar, Spags. <laughs> You got to dream big. Maybe the TikTok will be the thing. To get. I mean, this USFL kid, when he finds out, it's going to be so crestfallen that we just roasted him for no reason. <laughs> nah, he's not going to be. He probably already has a deal with the USFL. He's getting paid $1,000 a post, just fucking raking it in. I, I'm, I don't want to I don't want to tip my cap too much. I'm supposed to be on a call with some USFL people at some point this week. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but I'm, it's supposed to happen. 
Um, Devin apparently didn't watch the show where we did a deep dive connecting uh, rookie QBs to the Steelers. So yes, we have already identified uh, the the next Steelers quarterback, but I can't say it now because you'll snipe us. Yes, and uh, damn it, so Nick. Did- <laughs> There you go. Nick got it. They did say, though, in an article right after we did that show that they, that uh, I think it was Tomlin that said it. That he was like, Mason Rudolph would be our starter right now. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, we'll see how that holds up. I that That's like the, the, the most noncommittal answer. Yes. If the season started today, we would have no choice but to drag out the sack of bones that is Mason Rudolph. Not a great reflection on Dwayne Haskins, though, that it's like a not like it's not even a thought starter at this point that he might be in contention for the job. Uh, yes. But has anything ever reflected nicely on Dwayne Haskins? His draft position was nice <laughs> when he first came in the league. Looks like it... we're going to be forced into another three QB build spags. I was hoping one of Hertz or Rogers would maybe fall to us here in the eighth, but that dream died. I mean, we're team Derek Carr. I think we've been abundantly clear about, so somebody's going to snipe him from us at some point. Um, Ramondre? Um, I don't mind Ramondre. I also wouldn't mind Tyler Boyd if we want to make just a bet on the Bengals without the the QB. I don't mind that conceptually. I, whichever of those you prefer. Um, Spiller, I think, too, I think should be in the in the hunt. But The only reason I'm going to do Boyd here is there's just so much uh, running back cover right now as far as ADP wise. So I'd rather grab the wide receiver now and then grab the running back coming back in the ninth. Yeah, I think that's a fair one. And I think we're going to get, we're going to get one of Stevenson or Spiller coming back our way. I would think at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Isaiah Spiller were actually one guy to update that we talked about on Friday that I know we dropped on our, our FO 40 uh, fantasy 40 board for the, uh, that we have out on the site right now. So go to footballoutsiders.com slash FO40. Jameson Williams apparently is pretty banged up. So um, our guys, Mike Tanier, didn't feel the most comfortable having him as ranked as highly as he did. Um, so that's one to keep in mind for anybody out there that was following Friday's show and heard us talk about being bummed not getting him. Um, he's down the board a little bit because he is hurt meaningfully enough that it could be a problem. Yeah. Russ's ADP. I know you care about rookie injuries. Um... Sorry, I was zoning out. Um, I do feel like we did the right thing waiting here on uh, running back. And I'm I'm good with any of these. Uh, Stevenson, Spiller, Penny. Do you have a a favorite of those? Man, I I think we should take Spiller just because he's the one rookie we haven't gotten any exposure yet. And he is a pretty highly touted guy. The only other thing I will toss in uh, is an option of uh, Fields. Uh, if we do want to get one quarterback with a little upside, uh, I would go Spiller. Okay. Yeah. Cause we, cause like we also Kirk is there for us and Kirk makes sense for us. Yeah. I would say with this build, if we could get Kirk Carr and a rookie, probably. Yeah, I agree. A three QB. I think, I think we're pretty much locked into a three QB build at this point though. Which is fine, as Hayden Wink said. That's the move, Pete. We got to be doing that every time out, anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm like eighty percent three QB build in these drafts. I did yesterday. I did the Corbin and took Dak and Herbert, and I just stuck with two there. But I've been doing mostly three QB and three tight end builds. Brendan in the chat saying, "Don't sleep on Jamison Williams." Like I like Jamison Williams based on what I know. I just I feel like if we're bumping him down because of the injury concerns, I think that's something that I'm willing to listen to. But Jamison Williams going pretty early here, ninth round for Jamison Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one's harder. Like 
it because it I mean, if there was ever a guy coming off an injury that's gonna have more of a slow start, you know, getting back or getting up to speed, I feel like that would be him. So I don't know. Ninth round seems rich. I mean, that's where Waddle was going last year, right? And Waddle was a healthy and coming off what top 15 draft capital to a wide receiver needy team. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's you're really having to thread the needle there for that to pay off at that price. It's also an ACL tear where he had the surgery mid January. So like, even if he's pushing it, like it feels like an Elijah Moore start where like you can miss those first few weeks and then maybe you'll have some upside, but it's still like hard to pin down. Cause you're just not a fully ingrained to the system the way you need to. I feel like that's, it's not the best for a rookie receiver to come in and be behind the eight ball. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I get it. I, I, I still want as many rookies as I can get. I'm just trying to be pretty price sensitive with it. Yeah, that's a fair point. Brendan saying too, as a rebuttal. So look, we're t- talking all sides here, but Daniel Jeremiah has uh Jamison Williams going to Kansas city and his ADP would skyrocket. If he goes there, he certainly would be a vast improvement on the Byron Pringles of the world. I'm sure. Uh, but you know, it's how much do you trust that, especially for a well-oiled machine kind of offense like Kansas city, where they're going to put a rookie in there. They, they barely want to play me Cole Hardman. I feel like that's, that would give me some fear if that's the reason you're sort of banking on him rising with the tide. Yeah. We could get some really fun landing spots for these, you know, top five, six wide receivers. You know, if the bills really clear out in free agency, I mean, if we get a, a top wide receiver to the chiefs or bills, I mean that they are going to become a, a very hot commodity in that case. And of course, the Instagram reports do have Christian Kirk going there because the girlfriends like to dance around uh, and make Josh Allen and Christian Kirk dance around as well. So that's, you know, if there's ever any smoke where there's fire uh, for those kind of things, that's that's got to be one of those spots. Um, I do think just ADP wise here, um, we're right on ADP. I think we should grab Cousins. Yep, I think that's fair. And I, also, I think too, these are the two key, like two players where I don't think we're going to, also Ramondre hanging in there. Um Nobody's going to scoop Derek Carr or Cousins from us, I think, is the one. Uh, famous about. last words. So. <laughs> don't, don't do it for the bit, guys. We really want a clean Raiders stack. Uh, I will say it right now. There is no bit equity in grab. Did, did Osborne already go? No. no. Okay. Thank he, he's, he's a ways down there. Yeah, I've we never been not so, a fan of his, I guess. so nervous to get sniped on KJ Osborne. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I guess Leone is going the other way where he because Pete's uh, in case you missed our Friday show, Pete's using a Mike Leone from Establish the Runs rankings here and pulling him in underdog and sorting as a result of what Leone's got these guys ranked at. He's clearly buying in that Thielen's going to be back and not give up a lot of shares to Osborne, which is definitely an interesting stance. Yeah, I mean, that offense has just been so concentrated. Um, I think. At that price, though, ADP 156, you're making a bet on that offense. And he has shown an ability to have some spike weeks. Um, so I, I don't I don't mind it. But I, it's a good reminder he's not a guy you're going out of the way to grab in the 11th or 12th round. Um, yes. All right. We are on the clock here. Um, I don't mind Fuller. Uh, I don't mind Chase Edmonds. Um what do you hmm. think? We did Russell Gage the other day, so that's going to be a guy we should probably move away from. I don't mind Fuller. I feel like just hoping that he can be a fraction of what he was before. Seems like a decent well, bet to take. Got fraction of a hand that he had before, so at least there's that. <laughs> that is also true. Uh, no, I, I, I like Fuller there. And again, the William Fuller rebrand. As strong of a rebrand as we've seen of anybody out there. Yeah. 
his agent should put out a 1500 word statement about why they changed his name to William Fuller. We want drafters to take him more seriously. Um, if you're watching live now, by the way, we got over 70 people watching live. Hit the like button if you can. Let's help us out a bunch here as we uh, continue to do shows in the offseason. We very much appreciate it. And, of course, subscribe to Peach Channel and the Splash Play Channel so you'll know whenever we're going live because we are going to be running and doing best ball drafts and other content all offseason long uh, besides the next 10 days. So go. And also, um, I, I'm going to I'm trying to get better at plugging the Deposit Kingdom Discord. Uh, we have a splash play channel in there. That was where I was referencing. Uh, Spag's been dropping some of his whale plays. We also have a best ball channel in there that's very active as well. Um, so yeah, if you're enjoying the the best ball streets, I think you would enjoy the Deposit Kingdom. We also have all kinds of stuff in there with Top Shot NFTs, Dynasty. We got the Omni Fantasy chats going. So um, every every uh, topic under the sun, I might say, Spags there in the Deposit Kingdom Discord. Come hang out with us. That link is in the show notes. I don't know if I'm allowing you to steal the Splash Play branding that I've lovingly jammed into every show for now two years. <laughs> I remember that seems so long ago when we conceptualized, uh, you know, our, our Splash Play stuff. Because we didn't take an off season now two years in a row, I feel like the show to people, like I was talking to our friend Justin Freeman over the weekend, and he was like, you know, he mentioned something about like, oh, I thought, you know, it feels like Splash Play should be bigger than it is. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, but we're also like basically creating a platform. And also, like, we haven't even been doing the show two years. Like, we've been doing it a year and a half, basically. It just feels like forever because I don't let Pete take any time off. Um, I uh need to interrupt this to say what the fuck are you doing harab fields deshaun watson in car and i told you spags you were gonna mush it right when you go i can't imagine anyone would take Derek Carr from us well there you fucking go i mean look if, if harab is gonna single-handedly submarine his team <laughs> just to do it I, like i was assuming logical play god damn it what 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 did uh what does Derek Carr do for this team I'm looking at it. What in God's great? Like I get Justin Fields. You got the Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney makes a ton of sense. All right. You want to grab Deshaun Watson? Clackety clack, roll the dice. You're an apologist. What does Derek Carr do for this team? I think he, I think it's one of those things that people do do this in drafts and he, he has the experience badge. So maybe he's been doing it for a while. <laughs> like just hurting our construction is sometimes a move that could be plus EV. Yes, and uh, but hurting our feelings is negative, Evie, and my feelings have been hurt. Willis says he's surprised we went fuller over car. I think he's probably making us pay the price. Like, I think there is a, a bit of a thing of that, people feeling like they're the, the hall monitor or the policeman who has to, like, keep us in check, and we didn't do the thing that we needed to do. We got greedy, and maybe that's what Harab is, uh, is punishing us for. I feel punished. I definitely I feel you punished. You got us. You um, us. What do, so what do we think? Like, we do need to look at the quarterback landscape right now, and it is disgusting, Spags. <laughs> we might be venturing toward a 4QB build here. Um, do, I don't know if we want to reach for Daniel Jones right now. Um, we could lock up Irv Smith since we do want to build out, if we want to build out that cousin stack. I Yeah, I think let's do that. Let's lead in on the things that we know we have. <laughs> think it seems like the best approach we can do in this economy you can't take anything for granted even your kirk cousins double stacks <laughs> boy that's honestly i gotta respect it like i i said it i was so confident we would get Derek carr and you know what sometimes people just gotta just gotta keep your ego in check you can't expect anything Pete. nothing in life is given we gotta earn it every day 
Well, normally it's me trying to be like, no, we could wait around on him. And then he inevitably goes that you get all pissed off at me. So nice that we could uh, put the shoe on the other foot here. Though I do think we should have taken Carr over Fuller. I think I, we, I just bought into the William Fuller rebrand a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, the narratives that get us. It's, it's always a William. It's always a guy going to a longer, more serious sounding name where it's like, oh, this is his dramatic Oscar turn. That's what William Fuller going, going to that instead of Will Fuller the fourth. Uh, do you think yeah, he's like the, mad at his like family or something and he just doesn't oh Jameis will be there to save the day i hope so Jameis's acl rehab apparently going really well i i i have a feeling when we actually get to the bottom of this story uh with william fuller it's not that interesting <laughs> it's just like probably the miami dolphins submitting like their roster to the you know elias stats bureau and they just some intern wrote it up as william <laughs> and then it had this cascading effect on how we live our lives all right, where are we going here? We got 20 seconds. Um, okay. Um, I mean, are we going to just keep sitting on quarterback? I mean, I, w- I wouldn't mind taking Daniel Jones at this point, even though he doesn't stack up. Like, he's going to have a floor, and he could have a lot more rushing upside if Dayball does do what Buffalo yeah. has done historically. Let's do that. And there are some other late stacking options with him as well. And we're basically just saying the floor for Daniel Jones has to be higher than Derek Carr is going to hit when like that Raider stack is going. And I don't think that's an unreasonable thought to have. What I always say is the floor is the roof for <laughs> Daniel Jones. I mean, this guy, it's basically impossible for him to miss. Using a Michael Jordan quote to talk about Daniel Jones feels <laughs> incorrect in a variety of ways. Don't worry, Willis. We're over, KJ. We found that. found the true way to round out our Viking stack via Irv Smith. Not some guy that's going to come in and play 40% of the snaps. Does that mean that. Willis himself is going to take KJ? Because I feel like, you know, Willis, you've been getting some great bets for yourself, uh, courtesy of Spags' whale plays, trademark, uh, pending. So I think maybe don't maybe don't take KJ Osborne, Willis, is what I'd say. Okay. Now, Willis is going to take him on the wrap just to really elongate it. <laughs> I like elongate it? <laughs> yeah. Elongate? You heard me. <laughs> He's a logicate the shit out of that one. That's true. Oh, I hate this draft. <laughs> D, D Turk threatening us. It's like we're in a draft with like terrorists and they're just all negotiating. Yeah. And we're just like, I don't want to do it. We uh, need more mutually assured destruction. So how can we blow up D Turk's draft? Hmm. Big Papa. I don't want to blow up a, fe- a fellow Big Papa, but if we have to. <laughs> what we have do you to. mean fellow Big Papa? <laughs> I mean, I'm soon to be a papa. And again, 6-1, as we've discussed on our, our height show. I love it when you call me big papa. Throw your hands, Throw your hands in, the in the air if you took KJ Osborne. <laughs> I see some teams that should be having my baby. baby. Probably not ours. Ours have got left <laughs> on the wayside. <laughs> oh, man. I felt so good about that rookie draft we had on Friday. And we got, today we've gotten worked by, by everybody else in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, there's a reason when I went to draft uh, yesterday, I didn't tell anyone I was going to draft because sometimes I want to do a draft without my friends and family. <laughs> it honestly is kind of funny, though, that you have to do that. It's like you're like a celebrity that needs your anonymity to go to the grocery store. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just like we draft uh, on stream with all these people that are sharp and take all the players I want. So sometimes I got to hope that, uh, you know, on a little Sunday afternoon, there's some more riffraff in there. He'll be going to a little sea of fishes for yourself and get yes. one good team off. 
all right, we got it some would decent be, rookies this year because we are uh, Chris G and Dubner uh, are have been keeping track of some of the on stream drafts. So I'm going to need a data analyst to splice and dice like my closing line value on my non stream drafts versus my stream drafts. Um, all right, we're on the clock here. Do we want the big turtle Brian Robinson again? <laughs> God, or Tyler Alge? Uh, let's see, Tyler uh... Al- Algier. Yeah, he's not actually ranked on the on our forty board, so I wouldn't go. Um, we're gonna need, or we could just get. Let's. Why don't we get our stack with? Okay, yeah, get Daniel Stone Jones. I'm just gonna get that. Yeah, Tony's already gone. I know that Galladay might still be floating around out there, is he? Galladay no. went. He went. Okay. We get Evan Ingram probably. <laughs> yeah, is he? Maybe. No, is is Ingram no. gone too? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, everybody, this is like when you go to like, uh, you know, uh, everybody serving themselves at a, pa- at a party or a buffet or whatever the case may be. And you just get there and it's like, you just get the scraps. You're just getting, you're getting what's left. Everybody's taking all the good fully formed tostadas and you're just getting like one that's got like three little shreds of meat on it. There's, there's no better feeling in the world than having to reach for players you don't even like. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That really, that really is what we're dealing with here. Where you feel the FOMO and then you're like, wait, I don't even want this. Uh, we're already back on the clock. You guys are drafting fast today. Um, I don't know, mm. man. I'm not feeling too inspired right now. You want to do a rookie? Um, you want to do like a Byron Pringle? You could let's add do him. James Cook because we took actually no, we took 80, James Cook last time. His 80. I'm I'm gonna do Pringle. I mean, James Cook's ADP is like 225. Leone's distorting our value here. Okay, fair. Let's add Pringle. You know, we didn't draft Jamison Williams, who they're drafting according to Dane Bulger. So this is how we leverage that by drafting Byron Pringle instead. <laughs> That's true. We're, we are making a, a counter play against that that thesis. So I support it. Yeah. Oh, we can get Slayton late, Paul says in the chat. Gee, what a treat. You do like Darius Slayton, though, historically. So I guess that was one of my, the first year we were doing this show, every week my ride or die pick was like Darius Slayton, 100 <laughs> yards and two TDs. Did not work. I don't think it worked out once. <laughs> I was Martin Galing the shit out of Darius Slayton. I do think, and I know Kadarius Tony went like real, he went really early. I think Kadarius Tony, though, is the guy where like he could be, you know, first round, second round ADP value by the time the season ends. For sure. Yeah. That's why he's a fun pick. Um, yeah. He also could be out of the league. Yeah, he also uh, could punch season. some pizza buddy up outside of a locker. <laughs> yeah. That's the end of Kadarius Tony. But that's the volatility you're looking for in a, a draft in February. That's right. Like I will say it's he would not be an asset. Uh I would be excited to overpay for in a dynasty league where it's like at least you could thread the one year where like Kadarius Tony keeps his head on straight uh and get the big production. But I don't know if I would want to bet on that happening year after year after year. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty reasonable take though. I liked him when he played in the three games he played this year. Yeah. He was fun. I mean it was just everyone except the giants disliked him coming into the league as a prospect. He was just one of the worst prospect profiles for a a first round pick, uh, in a long, long time. And so everyone kind of had blinders on him. I know Josh Norris, uh, he, he put him on my radar a little bit more in the summer, started sprinkling him in with later picks, but it was insane for a rookie again, putting in perspective where some of these rookies are going in this draft. I mean, Kadarius Tony was a first round rookie that was going like round 17 or 18 throughout most of the summer last year. So 
I think there's going to be better opportunities on some of these rookie prices than there are, you know, right now. Yeah, I still have to do my data poll because I was also not as off on Tony as some people out there, but didn't know enough to back it. And I feel like there's probably a few guys like that that fit that criteria. What about this Tyler guy? I hear, I hear people talk about him a decent he's just, amount. He's not, he's not ranked on our board, which makes me not feel good given that we have 12 running backs ranked. You want to take Ronald Jones? Uh, <laughs> he's one of these years. Yeah, let's do Ronald Jones. Why not? Let's do it. Let's tell Pat, though. Let's, so we get brownie points for it. Yes, please. Uh, here I'll, I'll do it. I'll do a staple. I'll go to the ship chasing here and just, just so people remember, uh, you know, the good times with Rojo. That's going to be every other week for us on this team. I also like how you just have one highlight reel music clip and you're like, this is the one, this is every highlight I got to play. I mean, I've never gotten any criticisms about that music uh, not being able to amp people up, so I don't know why not. That's true. It does it does fire you up. Honestly, though, maybe you need to integrate a, a TikTok viral sound into your highlight reels. <laughs> oh, Mike. What, what would be a TikTok? I have been uh, – I want to use a couple – do you watch Euphoria? Uh, I know I don't watch it, but I know enough about it because everything on the internet now goes off of Euphoria. Yeah, there's there's some good uh, Euphoria sound bites going around on TikTok. There's also a couple good Ozarks one. I've actually been bookmarking them, just waiting for the perfect moment to unleash a non-relevant TikTok meme. Um, okay, we're back on the clock. What do you want, Spags? I mean, I, I do like the large turtle, Brian Robinson. Generally, okay, let's do Brian Robinson. Why is he going? Begging? Yeah. He's been going uh, pretty late after ADP. We almost got him 20 picks. I'll take that. Probably because everybody thinks he's... I, people were really insulting to him when we took him on Friday, but I just, he's a big-bodied guy. Along with our William Fuller mystery, have we figured out why Elijah Mitchell does not have a photo yet on the site? I know the huh. rookies don't, but second year, I think we got to put some respect on Elijah Mitchell's name here with a photo. It could be one of those like crosswalk things where he's actually like Eli Mitchell and whatever they're pulling their photos from, and they just didn't haven't haven't prioritized them enough to to get that photo in. Could be a possibility. Yeah. Underdog, it's time to get this man a photo. Probably the last time I'm ever going to draft him. I didn't even get to look at his face. Um, also, in the FO40, just so people have it, uh, you know, as a reference point here, uh, Kenneth Walker, number one of the running backs, Isaiah Spiller, number two, Brees Hall, number three. Uh, Kyron Williams, number four, and James Cook, number five, are your top five running backs. And Tyler Beatty, who we've talked about on this show, uh, popping up real high, according to our Football Outsiders guys, Mike Tanier in particular, was, as we talked about on this show, very impressive during the Senior Bowl. Looked really explosive and like he could be a three-down back. So if you want to take a really weird flyer in the last round, it's probably Tyler Beatty. All right, there you go. Spags, do you play in any uh, Dynasty leagues? Mm-mm. That is one. That is one blind spot. I actually don't have any season long leagues at all now because my high school one ended, and yeah, I just I'm doing the best ball is now my primary season long exposure. Um, I mean, I don't think it's. I think you you should do. A, I feel like you would enjoy a dynasty um, superflex uh, best ball draft. So you know you get to do the rookie draft each year, kind of leverage some of your expertise on the prospects. Um, but then also don't have to set your lineup in season. It's kind of a good compromise. 
I would like that. I, I made me sad that like the guys in my high school league didn't want to do a best ball because I was like, this is so much easier and you don't have to do waivers and whatever. And then we got kind of caught in one of those like, uh, no, I don't know, I don't know. And then one person dropped out and we were just, everybody just gave up. <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of solve we were probably looking for. Well, we're putting together some in the ship chasing uh, Discord. Um, I will see. I'll check with Sam, and if we need, um, if we need anyone else, I will. Uh, I'll toss your name in the ring. Okay, I'll do that, and then they'll they'll, they'll shoot it down, and then <laughs> the end of that one. Um, FF Doom, we can definitely do some. We could do, uh, yeah, a proper. Um, I don't know if I want to do a managed league, but we could set up. Um, maybe a little splash play best ball invitational with actual invite leagues, as opposed to uh public ones in the tournament spags. And I could probably uh, work on that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that would be fun. And of course our USFL league, which will be drafting first pick goes to that guy at the USFL TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> USFL it's coming, baby. You know, we would fucking work him in a draft. I'll tell you what I'm calling that kid out. <laughs> you want, yeah, you want to fucking come to my world. I'm taking your money, kid start uh start a beef with a poor kid yeah yeah you you're not worried about getting taken down well you should have been worried about getting taken down by splash play bud <laughs> Who are we taking uh, now? all right we are on the clock i assume we're going to take like a rookie qb later um i think we need wide receivers Ugh. <laughs> this, is, this is not the most reassuring group brian edwards okay where is he uh, uh down down a little bit shit down. Yo, did I get it in time? Yes. yes! <laughs> Woo! No LaVisca Chenault for this guy today. Wow. My nimble fingers in mid-season form there. That was close. So we got the full Raiders stack minus the QB. <laughs> you love it. it. You love it. Oh, man. I hope the Raiders are good this year. I, I would like that. It still blows my mind every time... I look at those futures odds and see the Broncos ahead of the chargers. I keep waiting for that to change. I agree. I don't get it. I I think, I think it's just people juicing over the Rogers thing. And I think they're making people pay a steeper price for a team. That's not going to be there, but at a certain point you would think the market would move and it has not moved yet. Um, did, so last time we took Sam, how, why don't we, what if we grab a Matt corral coral corral? This time, I would say Corral or Ritter would be my pick. I like Ritter. I like what I've heard about Ritter. Ritter's a real big arm guy. It could be a little more mobile, but Corral does seem like he's referenced a lot as being uh, one of the top guys. Yeah, I think Corral probably has a better chance at you know like top fifteen draft capital. Okay, I'm let's give it a. Go. We're calling our shot now. Taking oh, Sam not Darnold. Down. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you imagine? Calling our shot. We're taking Sam Darnold. You know, I just saw him on vacation with Josh Allen and Christian Kirk and thought I had to add him to the squad. Honestly, maybe he's learning a few things there about both having a more attractive social media friendly girlfriend. And then also, I don't know anything about Sam Darnold's girlfriend. I shouldn't say that. But he could learn about being a QB as well as that part, too. Lots of things for Sam Darnold to learn this offseason. I didn't even notice we got sniped on Slayton. Thank you for bringing that to my attention, Willis. Here's the question. Do you think it's better to take one of these rookies or to take Jimmy Garoppolo at this point, given where everybody fell? No, give me the rookie every time. Really? Unless, unless you, I guess if you had Kittle or Ayuk or Debo, if you're getting at least some stack equity, but an unstacked Debo Samuel as your QB three, I mean, what are we even doing here? Just take off the six condoms and live a little. 
All right. I'll, I'll allow it. I do think if we're just looking for floor at this point of the draft, like which we're not, I think it's probably, <laughs> it's probably wiser Swinging to take Jimmy fences. Garoppolo. Get um, out of here. Go draft Jimmy Garoppolo on your own time. Oh, actually, Pete, one thing that I needed to bring up to you, um, I do think we should do a show in VR or at least have that as an option during the offseason episode draft. I'm down. Like I told you, I still have not played around with my Oculus at all. I know. Well, I was watching the video. There's some Twitch streamer. People might know who it is. It's like some female Twitch streamer who I guess was doing like a thing where she went to the VR chat app and it was like it went semi viral because it was just like very weird and strange, but also pretty amusing. Um, I just think it's worth us doing it just for at least one episode. Yeah, what other stuff have you been doing other than looking at porn? Um, it's mostly porn. Mostly definitely weird. <laughs> it's definitely mostly best used for that purpose. But uh, you open up the browser window, you can play some fun games for free as well. I have the the fight game I pay for, the football game I paid for. Um, those are fun. The boxing one is actually a pretty good workout if you do that. Uh, the boxing one sounds fun. I'd like to do that. It's, I think, called History of Fight or something like that. But it's actually, like, really cool. And you you feel kind of like you're in a match. Like, as you are, you have to throw a real punch. It's not like the Wii where you just kind of do this gesture. You got to throw, like, a real punch. All right. I'll, blo- I'll box you in the metaverse. Oh, okay. Boxing is the one thing I, I know how to do decently well. Because I'm doing that since I was a, a 10th grader. All right. I'll throw down. Um. Okay. Structurally here, we're done at QB. Mm. Um. I think you could make cases for running back wide receiver or tight end positionally. What would be your preference? I think we should take, I think we should take Gerald Everett or wide Meyer at tight end. Go tight end three with this build. Yeah. I don't mind that. Actually. Well, no, we have Irv and Waller. I think we need a running back more. Actually, let's go back to running back. Sorry. Um, Oh, Mike Davis. No, over my dead body. I actually don't mind Zach Moss. Yeah, I could take that as a, yeah, I could see that being worthwhile. Because I I think there's a chance that they don't invest any serious capital into a running back and just kind of run it back with the Singletary-Zach Moss combo. And then if you're just thinking of, you know, pure handcuffs or like a 1B in one of the best offenses in football, like to me that still should be worth more than a 20th round pick. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a, I think he's a pretty good pick here in the 20th. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things too, that we saw last year. We talked about Dalvin cook and Madison. Now some teams have Madison advanced just because they had those weeks where cook wasn't available. Madison popped up the same thing for, you know, the Singletary draft capital that's going up a little bit higher. Moss also always had touchdown equity and can certainly be useful at least for a few weeks. Um, and also as Jim points out, it is in fact, thrill of the fight on the Oculus that I was talking about. So go check that out. If you want to play a fun VR boxing game, I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought we would ever have a draft that says no Derek Carr with a sad face oh it didn't even it was too many characters no DC <laughs> Hang on. I think I, I think I fit it in there there we go or is it because of the smiley no character allowed oh no, oh, no they're allowing the smileys thank god thank god all right Pete what are the final plugs here of course other than we will be back on Wednesday doing our last splash play before we go on a little 10 day uh, spring break uh, Pete will be traveling the world of Hawaii I'll be traveling the world of parenthood uh, but we will be here so come hang out with us Wednesday 2:30 for our last splash play draft for a little bit but Pete what are your plugs yeah, um, I'm going to my boxing gym at 5:30 to train for our match in the metaverse. Uh, I will we'll have Club Top Shot uh, tomorrow night 
as usual. We got our splash play Wednesday afternoon. We're going to do a special, we're going to start moving lulls to late afternoon on Wednesday. So we're going to do that. Uh, that'll be at four and then ship chasing Wednesday night will be my last show. And then I will be uh, taking a content break for uh, about a week and a half. So uh, that's a, you know, soak up all the splash play you can before then. Yes, and please keep your fingers crossed that our, our little baby Lucas stays where he's supposed to for a few more days. <laughs> Preferably the Saturday would be my ideal, but uh, hang out with us here. We appreciate you following us, and please make sure to go follow at Peter Arbors at follow at Chris Spags and follow at Splash Play Pod. Make sure to go check out that Football Outsiders 40. You go subscribe at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe, or just get a read on the draft prospects that we're talking about a lot on this show on footballoutsiders.com slash FO40. Go there to that URL. You'll see the big board and use it as a data reference, even if you're using other ones, just use it as a frame of reference. And I promise you'll get some better results. Any final words for you, Pete, before we call it quits? Um, no, just stop sniping us when we draft. <laughs> be nice. Yeah, be nice. Be kind to people in your best ball drafts on Underdog and use the promo code SPLASH to double your deposit over at Underdog. And we'll see you guys on Wednesday at 2.30. So come hang out then. Enjoy your weeks, guys. 